It's Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is Brad Law. And normally we wait five or six minutes into the show to kick off stat time. We are waiting no longer. Zero more seconds, Brad Law, if that's okay with you. I've got four stats that I'm thinking about going into Auburn and Mississippi State this weekend. So let's start things off talking about some of the stats that pertain to Auburn. And we discussed this briefly um, earlier in the week, Brad, but let's start this off. Auburn threw zero passes in the third quarter against Ole Miss. It's clear that running the ball was the game plan. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the balance just isn't there. We've talked about balance before. You've talked about balance a ton. The breakdown by quarter, first quarter, two passes for 16 yards. Second quarter, four passes for 10 yards. Third quarter, no passes for zero yards, of course. And in the fourth quarter, they threw it 11 times for 96 yards because they were down by two scores and had to had to start moving the football. But mm-hmm. your reaction, Brad, to zero pass attempts in the third quarter by Auburn quarterbacks? Uh, you know, without going back, and there's always a chance that I could go back and look at the play-by-play and kind of remember the exact scenarios in the game. But no, in general, you don't have, unless you're Air Force, you don't have an entire quarter where you don't throw the ball. It was not a quarter where Auburn went three and out twice and Ole Miss held the ball for 12 minutes, and so you right. only had six play. Auburn had a game like that earlier in the year, uh, but this wasn't it, and Hugh Freeze addressed the lack of balance in his press conference on Monday, saying that, you know, you, yeah, you have to be more balanced. And as we've talked about, so we'll, yeah. re- we'll repeat ourselves a little bit here. Balance isn't uh, 30 runs and 30 passes. It's not... 250 rushing yards and 250 pa- those are balanced you are balanced if you're doing that sure but you don't have to do that to be balanced balance just means it's third down and three you can run for a first down or pass for a first down you mm-hmm. feel confident in your ability to execute either the run game or the pass game consistently throughout the game and uh, Auburn hadn't done that from a passing perspective really all year Brad, do you think the lack of balance is game flow gets away from them or they know or they don't trust the passing game whatsoever? It's probably the latter. I would have because I I just think that if they did, they would call on it more. If you trusted the pass game, if you thought it's like what we talked about on Sunday, they're calling the stuff right now that they're most confident in. And I think they're three times as confident in the running game as they are in the passing game. And that's why in this game, there were three times as many runs as there were passes. Right. And and they probably should be more, um, more confident in that. Does that, does that change moving forward? Do you think, or is this going to be a run heavy team against Mississippi state? against Vandy against Arkansas against everybody. I'm fascinated to see because now freeze has said a couple of times you know, I'm really struggling with, do we need to go more tempo in the quick passing game? And we have to be more balanced. I mean, he said some things that would make you think if, and this this is the overarching big point here. If over the last five games, the head coach is going to take off, because you can't wear multiple hats at the same time, all right? No matter how good you look in a hat, Zach, if you put two of them on at the same time, it'd look goofy. Sure. You have to take one hat off to put another one on. And if he takes off the recruiting hat, 
and puts on the heavily involved in the offense hat. Let me back up. If he puts on the heavily involved in the offense hat, then he has to take off the recruiting hat and the fundraising hat and the, all this other. You have sure. to take those hats off. Um, I, I do think you see more of that. I think you see Auburn with uh, a more balanced uh, or attempt to be more balanced in terms of the play calls. Um, but that's the big question is, is he going to do that? Mm-hmm. Or is the recruiting momentum so positive that you weigh the gains you get in that department against the losses in having him heavily involved in the offense? And you go, all right, the scale tips this way. We're going to stick with this and right. deal with the consequences. All right. My second stat that I want to share with you, Brad mm-hmm. Law, Jalen McLeod. One of the transfers I was most excited about the season. It's like, we haven't seen him healthy. Mm-hmm. When are we going to see him healthy? And what will that look like? He rushed the passer on 16 snaps. He had 16 pass rushing snaps against Ole Miss. According to PFF, on those 16 pass rushing snaps, he recorded eight pressures. So that's an easy win percentage of 50%. So of those eight pressures, one sack, one quarterback kit, and six hurries. On 16 snaps, Brad, that is ridiculous. My goodness. And how many passes did Ole Miss have? A lot. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna I don't think it's all that much. I mean, they passed it more than they did two years uh, ago. Or 18 or last year. So so they had 18 passes. I felt like they passed it more than that. I guess they did. And he rushed the passer 16 times. What PFF says. And he had eight successful pressures. Mm-hmm. So on nearly half of Ole Miss's passes, just according to these numbers, yeah, uh, Jalen delivered an effective pass rush. It's pretty insane. That's good. It's pretty insane when you look at it. Marcus yeah. Harris had a good night rushing the passer. Jason Jones was Auburn's third best pass rusher, according to the analytics yeah. from Saturday night. And so I, I think, I mean, you need Jalen McLeod to do that. Right, that's what you brought him in here to do. The pass rush this season has actually been better than I thought it would be. Yeah, going into it, um, I kind of labeled the pass rush and the wide receivers as the two weaknesses on the team. I don't, I wouldn't say pass rush is a weakness. I certainly wouldn't say it's a strength, but I, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the other weakness is, is glaring with receiver, but Jalen McLeod. Maybe we're finally seeing him healthy, and this is what he could have been. You know, if he didn't have that 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 leg injury. Yeah. Start at the start of the season. Yeah, and against Mississippi State, I think the Ole Miss offensive line may be a little better than the Mississippi State offensive line. With a dual-threat quarterback, it's a little tough because are you rushing to contain or are you rushing for a sack? Auburn had three sacks in the first half against Ole Miss, and they forced Jackson Dart into just his third interception of the year. So, yeah, I thought the defensive line as a whole played a solid game, and Jalen is a part of that. It's very good to see. And like you said, Auburn needs it just it, it's got to get production. It's got to get some push, got to get some pressure yeah. from the edge of that defensive line. And it's really good to see Jalen doing that and being as advertised. Definitely over the next five games, you you got to have that. You can have some success if you can put pressure on these next five quarterbacks. Yeah, because I mean we haven't really seen it from anybody else consistently outside of Marcus Harris. Yeah. I I wanted to see more out of Elijah McAllister. I, I don't think he doesn't really have any bend. I think he's a good run defender, but he doesn't. He has he has no bend to his game whatsoever, which is a shame. But I think he can help out this team in other ways, and we're starting to see roles kind of form now that McLeod is back. 
Mm-hmm. Steven Sings isn't really doing what we thought he could do, depending on who you ask. And then, you know, none of the other defensive linemen with their hands on the ground really are impacting the passing game. So yeah. um, that's something where you look at this incoming class with like the likes of Joseph Phillips. And, you know, can, can a guy like that come in and impact this team right away? I think they're going to have to go to the portal again for pass rusher this offseason, Brad. Mm-hmm. So we will certainly be monitoring that situation moving forward here at Village Vice. It's good to have somebody like Keldrick Falk, too, already who is who is developing and can kind of turn. I think we all expect, you know, we, we talked about him before the season and some of the great pass sure. rushers in the past, like, you know, like a D Ford and some guys like that who didn't necessarily light things up their freshman year from a statistical perspective. But you could see the explosiveness. You could see that the, once the development happened, uh, he was going to be a menace. And I think you you look at Keldrick and say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do think Keldrick, especially the way he's being used now, and they could totally change this in an offseason, but mm-hmm. I don't see as much D Ford or Carl Lawson in him as I did. I see more Marlon Davidson than anything else okay. from him, just as far as like recent, like true defensive end type player. Mm-hmm. But they could change that in an offseason totally with, with the way they use him. So I'm interested to see do they yeah. keep him at defensive end? Do they try to move him at, uh, to the Jack linebacker spot? I don't know. But right. that'll be fun to follow moving forward. But yeah, whatever Keldrick is doing next year, you got to think he's going to have a huge step from this season yeah. to next season. Brad Law, I've got two more stats. But first, I got to tell you about our friends at mybookie.ag. MyBookie, the best place to wager on all of your sports action. They've also got other things like uh, casino and, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So head over to mybookie.ag. Check it out. It doesn't matter where you live. Mybookie.ag, they've got you covered. And after you make your free account and you make that first deposit be sure to use promo code next round for a little extra cheddar to play with mybookie.ag use promo code next round all right my next stat that i want to share with you and i feel like rivaldo fairweather is a staple in this segment because he's always Mm -hmm. the bright spot rivaldo fairweather caught every pass he was thrown against ole miss targeted five times results in five catches But an interesting note here, all five of those catches, Brad, were between the numbers and within nine yards of the line of scrimmage. So high percentage throws from Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. All five may have come from Peyton. I need to go back and look at that. But Rivaldo Fairweather, um, the security blanket of all security blankets in this offense. You know, as we're talking about these guys, whether it's Jalen McLeod or, quite frankly, Elijah McAllister, Stephen Sings, we're talking about guys who are doing sort of, if if we're honest and objective, about what we thought they would do. Thought we'd see it from Jalen a little earlier, but he had the injury. The other guys are about what they were advertised to, to be. And so far, Rivaldo has been himself what he was advertised to be. Reliable pass catcher. He's not a deep threat. He's not a slot receiver. He's not an outside guy who's going to run a go route. That, that's not his game. He's the reliable flex tight end mismatch problem with linebackers or safeties and it's kind of what he's designed to do and I can hear fans from every section of the stadium saying why don't we take the fourth quarter game plan with Rivaldo Fairweather fourth quarter against Cal fourth quarter against Ole Miss make that the first quarter game plan let's get some drive starters with the security blanket if you will and, uh, and and let him get established. Now, there have been some games where Auburn targeted 
Rivaldo early in ball games. Uh, I think the Georgia game was one and LSU. Uh, LSU, yep, LSU definitely was one. And you know, he was covered or a defender made a play or or the pass wasn't executed or or what have you. But um yeah, he, he's he's proven time over time time after time that if you target him and you get it close, most of the time he's the guy I think, you tell me if you agree or disagree, that you have the most confidence in getting a 50-50 ball. Yeah, and I don't even know who would be second on that list. Like he's right. clear number one, totally. Yeah. Right, because some guy like Jay Fair is is, but he's not a fifty. You don't throw up a not a, his a role, possession right. situation to him. It's it's a different game. Mm-hmm. So, yep, Rivaldo's the guy. And if you're looking for playmakers in the passing game, give him more opportunities. Is is kind of the easy thing to say, but that's my that's my knee jerk reaction to the to the stat. Uh, easy to say, hard to execute, but totally. You know, I'm I'm also a podcast host and not a coach. So he um he's been he's been the bright spot of this offense for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Half of Mississippi State's rushing yards against Arkansas were outside of the tackles. In Mississippi State's game against Arkansas, 35 of their 135 yards. So not half, but a big chunk. Yeah. Nope, I didn't add this right. It is 65. That's half. <laughs> 65 of their 130 yards on the ground. We're outside the tackles, 13 of 35 attempts on the ground resulted in an outside run. So they went 35 carries for 130 yards, which isn't great. 35 yards were around left end on six attempts and 30 yards were around right end on seven attempts. Your takeaways for that. Uh, Dual threat quarterback, Mike Wright. Um, Likely now I'll get into I'll start studying more film on Mississippi State today and watching some of their games from this year. But my my first sort of thought would be that a lot of those are zone reads where he's pulling and running outside the the tackle or he's flushed out of the pocket and he run You know, a pass play turns into a run and he's running outside of the tackles. He had their most rushing attempts or second most rushing attempts, most rushing yards in their win over Arkansas um, and for the year, right? So one game as a starter now, and Wright sits second on the team in rushing yards behind Jaquavius Marks. So um, that's my immediate takeaway is that they are a team that um, I'd be curious to know what those stats are for their first games when Will Rogers was the quarterback, if it's still skews that way my guess is it doesn't skew anywhere close to that uh and they're they're more between the tackles running team uh but certainly with the dual threat guy you you got to be prepared outside those tackles make some tackles in space right right yeah i mean i I think this is a similar discussion we were having going into cal when we thought you know containment was going to be the issue for this team and they're not perfect at it but they're way better at it than i thought they would be in fact, if I had to pick the biggest issue on this defense, it's not going to be containment. I feel good about the matchup as far as Auburn's defense versus Mississippi State's offense based off of everything that we've seen. Yeah. It's just, can Auburn score points? And uh, I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. What is what is your take on State running outside the tackles so much? Do you think that's a one-game deal because of a dual-threat quarterback, or or what does that say to you? No, because not all of it was the quarterback, and yeah. some of it, some of it was, you know, they, the running back had to bust it outside based off of the, you know, what Arkansas's defense was doing. 
And so that's where it ended up running. And that's how PFF had to chart it. But mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it has to do with, with inconsistencies in their interior offensive line as far as performance goes. And I think they've got speed, uh, especially with Mike Wright there as well. So I, I think both of those guys are able to do that. Um, I, I'm surprised how much it was called versus the rest of it. Just because of the nature of like that's hard to do when you don't have a great offensive line to get yeah. to the edge. And so I, I think if they do that against Auburn, I don't think it'll go well, yeah. personally. But that's what Ole Miss did. Ole Miss hit the outside against Auburn and yeah. early it kind of torched them and over the course of the game they reacted to it and, and they got better at defending it but also Ole Miss is Ole Miss got better horses than the yeah. Mississippi State does especially at running back so I, I don't know I, I hope they do that against mm-hmm. Auburn personally I hope that's their game plan is to attack the edges because I, I think I think Auburn's got um better athletes than, than Mississippi and- State does and as you said, Auburn was just hurt. They were just burned on the edge, especially the right side of the defensive line. Ole Miss's left side of their offensive line, um, and and Judkins himself. Look, Quinshawn Judkins is a terrific player. He's going to average like 12, 12 yards a carry against Auburn for as long as he's he's at Ole Miss because he's he's outstanding. But when he plays Auburn, he's even a little bit better. Um, he's great. He's a great and, running back, and that's understandable, right? You get it. If if Auburn had a guy that was from near Oxford. He would play a little different every time he played Ole Miss. J.J. Pegues played a little different against Ole Miss before he transferred to Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, he, he made some big plays over the left side of their offensive line. So now Auburn looks on tape on the right side of the D-line and says, what, what, do we, what do we correct? What do we need to do to fix that? Because State may very likely try to attack in the same way. Yeah, and, and there's different ways to attack that, and we, we can discuss that um, yeah. in just a moment, Brad. All right, before we get to more Mississippi State talk, I have to tell you all about my friends at Manscaped. Thank you all for the comments, by the way, to our previous videos. They are phenomenal, and you're noticing uh, Manscaped, and you know what? You're not going to be the only one noticing a difference. The special person in your life will thank you when you go to manscaped.com. You get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code VICE. Now, if you don't use the promo code, you don't get 20% off plus free shipping. But if you use the promo code VICE at manscaped.com, you will. Uh, Make sure you keep everything neat and clean and fresh, including your neck, including your face. With the Handyman, which is what I use, the compact face shaver, easy to use, easy to clean, easy to store, couldn't be easier. Promo code VICE, manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping. Do it now. Manscaped, the best in men's grooming. All right, Brad. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Auburn moves guys around the defensive front if they feel they need need to. They they may not feel that they need to, but the linebacker rotation has been interesting. They're playing guys and rotating guys more than I expected them to, especially with with, with how Eugene Asante – has been playing. I just think he's got more range than mm-hmm. everybody else. Maybe a healthier Austin Keys gets more reps against the Mississippi State. That's that's one of the positions I'm looking mm-hmm. at, uh, obviously, with stopping this Mississippi State rushing attack. And speaking of linebackers, Cam Riley delivered the biggest hit of the day Agreed. against Ole Miss. He had a sure. tremendous hit. And I, I'll tell you, he's a guy that we've almost forgotten about this year. We just we haven't been able to call his name a whole lot. And 
whether it's Austin coming back and, and responsibility shifting or if, boy, a healthy and productive Cam Riley could be enormous for, for Auburn because he's got size, he's got good speed, um, and if he can put it together and be consistent, we saw him last year have a couple of double-digit tackle games would be massive for Auburn in this game and through November. Yeah, I mean, the, those, those double-digit games came early in the season, and then mm-hmm. he kind of kind of disappeared after that. And that's sadly yeah. what's happened so far with the exception of a few moments, like you just yep. said, he had, he had a great hit in the old Miss game. But I think from a physicality standpoint, if this game does turn into kind of an ugly back and forth, typically that favors the more talented team as most, mm-hmm. as most scenarios in college football. Yeah, and, and I believe you know even though Auburn's roster is way worse than it should be, I believe they have more talent. Yeah, and usually there's a mismatch right at the quarterback situation because I, I think Rogers is a significantly better quarterback than any of the guys we have in our room. I don't think I don't think Mike Wright is better yeah. than than the guys that we have in our room. So and, I, I think that's going to be a huge factor in this. Can yeah. Auburn limit Mike Wright? And I think they can. Even if Will Rogers was healthy, like. Their offense isn't what it was true the last couple of years. We talked a little bit about it on Monday's show. They they went away, they went away totally. And and Zach Arnett said, I'm not, I'm not Mike Leach. I'm not going to attempt to run his offense. And they've changed. What this will come down to is going to be the team. And this is so like this is every conversation, every coach will say this, but it's it's the truth. Um, in looking at at other stats, Auburn is where is Auburn? I had this. They're 88th nationally, right? I mean, just almost right in the middle of the pack, allowing 4.3 yards per rush. Mm. Mississippi State is allowing fewer than four yards. They're at 3.59. They're 46th in the country, allowing less than 3.6 yards per rush. What's Auburn's strength offensively? Running the ball. Yeah. Mississippi State, what do they want to do more? They want to run the ball more. So the team that is able to cap the ability of the opponent to run and force them into what they're less comfortable doing, that's your winner. Objectively, the people who set the odds, the people who are objective, they're not passionately, personally invested. They think Auburn should win the game. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, all all the the metrics do too, you know. FBI has Auburn at a 62%, 62-point-something percent chance of winning. And that lines up with what Vegas is saying. And so far, when it comes yeah. to this Auburn team, Vegas has been uh, been spot on on predicting what they're going to do. But it won't be easy. Don't expect a game that looks like Oregon and Washington. Don't do it. Hey, it's it's the middle of the week. And if you go into Saturday expecting a game that looks like Oregon and Washington, that's on you. It is squarely on you. It ain't going to look that way. Yeah, It's going to be low scoring, probably. It's going to be dirty, probably. It's going to be ugly, probably. Oh, I think it's going to look similar to Mississippi State and Arkansas a week ago. Like, I think it's going to well look could. more similar to that than anything else. And there's a chance yeah. Auburn's offense looks better. right? There's a chance. But until I see it, I'm just going to kind of hold off. Yeah. Hold off on that. So yeah, you're probably not going to average eight yards a carry in the running game, no matter how balanced you are. Not it's just it won't look that way unless something that it, it, unless something is completely out of the norm yeah. for what it's looked like this year. So set the expectation now so that your reaction lines up with the expectation going in.
Yep, just get the win. That's all that yep. matters. We'll talk about it one more time this week on Thursday, so be sure to come back and uh, hit that subscribe button so you know you won't miss the show. But, Brad, that just about does it for today's show. It is. A final note, Auburn fans are like that little girl in Halloween Town with the cookie. They're like, I want that cookie. I want that cookie. I want that cookie. I want that win. I want that win. That's all of us this week. All right, thanks for watching. Remember, until next time, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Oh, 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 oh